0: Two sprightly grandmas have set up a playgroup especially for nanas doing daycare for their kids. Tess Allen and her friend Linda realised there was very little available specifically for grandparents to do with their grandchildren. So they've launched their own group called Nana Made Me in Birmingham. Today we're chatting to Tess about all the traditional activities they do and how ideas on parenting have certainly changed over the years. Welcome back to Brummy Mummies. My name is Zoe Chamberlain. I'm a journalist, author and mum. I launched Brummie Mummies as a community for families to help people to connect both online and in person. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring mums and dads and grandparents to help you find out how they juggle family life and everything that comes with it. Tess has worked in education for many years, so she knows all about the importance of developing language and social skills in babies and toddlers. Her sessions are centred around toys and themes that grandparents can then continue at home using everyday items like cardboard boxes, rice and flour. But more than just being great for kids, the group is also helping nans and granddads to make new friends too. Hi Tess, welcome to the podcast. So tell us, why did you decide to launch a stay and play group for grandparents?
1: It came about, uh, it was the brainchild of my best friend, Fletch. Uh, we were chatting one day about rubbish as usual and she commented that she'd seen a lady in the playground for the school she works Um, the lady, obviously being a nana, had dropped her grandchild, the older grandchild, off, and then went away with the younger grandchild. And Fletch was wondering where this nana was going to, what she was going to be doing with the little one, Um, and hearkening back to her own childcare days, her own looking after her her grandkids, um, sort of commented on how isolating an experience it can be when you're on your own and there are no sort of places to go that don't cost a fortune, um, that are geared up for nans. And I think it's I think it's really important to say that um mums and toddlers and stay and play groups that are geared for mums are really, really important. And they're celebrations of of being a mummy, maybe a first-time mum, or you know, that sort of thing. It's really important to have them, but there's nowhere that's that's particular to grandparents. So we asked around, asked our friends and, you know, people who'd got grandkids, do you think this is a, a goer? Is this a good idea? And everybody was so supportive. So, uh, yeah, we, we did it. <laughs> we arranged it and it was it, it's just wonderful. It's the best thing, other than having my kids, it's the best thing I've ever done.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So do you think more grandparents are caring for their grandchildren than
1: ever before? Well, I did um I did a bit of a, a bit of research and apparently, yeah, very much so. Um in two generations, the, the percentage of grandparents has gone from 33% to 82% of grandparents are actually providing childcare. And it's a really sort of under under recognised facility, I, I suppose. Um, and that was something that we were really, the more we looked into the feasibility of, a, of us doing the group, the more we realised that actually there really is very little out there that grandparents can access if, if, they're, if they're being childcare. Yeah, so it has definitely increased.
0: Do you think it feels quite isolating for some grandparents?
1: Oh it does, definitely. I think it's, it's it very difficult even if you're in your own home, it's still quite a difficult situation because by the time you're a grandparent, your sort of the facilities, if you like, have changed in your home. You no longer have the childproof uh, cupboard doors. Although my my kids used to, my kids used to show me how to open them, so you, you don't have you're not geared up. Um, essentially, to, to look after after your kid, you know, your grandkids, and it does come as a bit of a culture shock. And I think I think you get out of the habit of sort of creating toys and play opportunities out of what's what's around you. It is isolating because, as I say, there's very little that you can kind of key into as a as a nana.
0: And and is it quite difficult to go along to? kind of normal mother and child or father and child stay in playgroups as a grandparent?
1: Yeah, it it is really. As an older person, what you tend to find is that you go into a room with younger people and feel that this was at least my experience. You you feel that you need to explain, or these aren't mine. These are my grandchildren. And, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in terms of, you know, things have changed so massively since my kids were little at least. And the, the nans in our group have definitely sort of agreed that things are so different. So going along to a mum and toddler uh, stay in place sort of thing is is you do feel like a fish out of water. In what ways do you think parenting has changed
0: today compared to when your children were little?
1: Oh, crumbs. It's huge. Um things like we we talk about this all of the time in the group this is this is one of the great things so we all said that we absolutely took pride in seeing our prepared milk bottles our, our formula bottles there were eight a day and we prepared them and our our pristine bottles were glowing um but these days you don't need to do that you press the button and the right temperature milk comes out the right temperature this that and the other so that's one the fact that you can't you can't swaddle swaddling is now not a good plan for goodness sake that's how I used to get my kids off to sleep and it was such a shock when when my daughter said well no mummy, don't do that it'll we don't do swaddling anymore like, that doesn't make sense and just oh the child I could, I could go on about this for absolutely ages though so he stopped me because I'm rattling but things like child led weaning oh my goodness me they choke and we can't cope when they choke and it's it's all just I mean, lightheartedly, but it is quite a difficult situation to be in when you were the expert, you know, this was your child, you knew what to do. And now suddenly the received wisdom is very, very different to what you're used to. So you're kind of, oh, it's a really weird position to be in because you're kind of having to... You think you know what you're doing, but actually somebody who's more of an expert with today's received wisdom is telling you, no, mum, that's not the right way to do it. And it's, oh, it's really, it's really very strange, but wonderful, but, but very strange.
0: I suppose you feel like you have to be careful to follow your child's wishes with, with regards to their children as well.
1: Absolutely absolutely. My uh, grandson, my youngest grandson, could just graze on fruit all day. Well, to me, that's absolutely fantastic. He doesn't have a, a a sweetie in his hands. So I'm saying, yeah, of course you can have the fruit. Absolutely. And my daughter's saying, no, Mom, we have to be careful. Not as much fruit as that because it'll upset his tummy. And he's, you know, so I'm going, I'm going on the idea that it's not sweeties; it's fruit. That's got to be good for you, but actually, it's bad for the teeth and gives them the runs. Well, of course it does, and it did in my day. But, but you know, it's um, it was better than sweeties. I mean, they're fantastic. I'm making it sound like I'm I'm being told off all the time. I'm not at all, and they're, it, we're very much a team. But. I do feel sometimes I need to step in when it's not my place. So I have to back off. That's hard. That bit's really hard.
0: Yes, I can imagine. And what are some of the anecdotes that Nans have shared with you at the Stay and Play group about their experiences?
1: Well, we're all of us Always talking about the, um, the 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 sort of the baby led weaning. How in our day, you know, it, it progressed from the the sort of slightly thickened to the thicker but not not lumpy. And then when they were about twenty four, you could give them chunky bits. But nowadays, when they're these tiny people and they're they're gagging on broccoli and this sort of stuff, my my daughter in law is a health visitor. And um, we, when one of the first, this is my oldest, my my granddaughter, when she first had her, I first was sort of uh, ran there for a meal and she had her food, not on a plate, but on the tray of her high chair and there were chunks and she was this tiny child and I'm like, I can't sit here, she'll choke, oh my golly. So my daughter-in-law, who's a health visitor, really should know what she's talking about, but oh it was very very different and we're always sort of swapping do you do that did you do that oh we oh my goodness it's it's hilarious if you heard us we sound like uh we sound like chickens clucking we're oh my goodness <laughs> fabulous
0: <laughs> so tell me a bit more about the sessions what do you do and how do they work
1: so we're actually we're actually very mindful of. I've, I've made it sound like we're um, you know it's sort of like gaggling hens, but in fact we're very mindfully plan out our our room, if you like. Our thing is to encourage nans to get back to how we played when we were when we were young. So we didn't have Vtech stuff or whatever. Uh, what we do or what we did then. I remember playing with my nan's sewing box and playing with buttons and stuff like that for hours and hours I used to play with these buttons so what we try and do in our sessions is actually replicate that Um, we're very keen on sensory experiences opportunities for for children to sort of experience through their senses and learn that way so oftentimes we'll have cornflakes or um, frozen peas and lentils and stuff like that that they can pour and experience sound and this sort of stuff this is obviously as well encouraging language we we want the nans to experience this with their grandchild so it's an opportunity for rich language to be um you know so rich language to be encouraged um so we're very keen on any sensory experience and that changes every week one of the other things that we like to do is do um craft activities there so are at least four craft activities where cutting and sticking and making masks and making Play-Doh. We, we make our own Play-Doh. But again, it's also, it's it's something that nans do with their child. So we do have opportunities to natter and cluck, as I've just described, but generally it's this lovely, rich, you know, sort of I'm doing it with Nana. Nana made me this mask. Nana made me this, you know, whatever And it's lovely. It's a really lovely, lovely experience.
0: That sounds wonderful, and that's why it's called Nana Made Me.
1: That's right. Yeah,
0: yeah. And did you do you have a theme sometimes that you work towards so everything during that session will be part of that theme?
1: We do. We absolutely do. We have a different theme every week. So, uh, for instance, last week we had Gingerbread Man, and in the sensory section we had flower and. ginger and uh, not paprika what's the other one cinnamon paprika (laughs) they made a curry while they were there you know it was great Um, we had some lovely lovely sort of scented stuff and some uh, flour and sugar and all sorts of things that they could really get into and have a good old a good old mix up and then on the next bit they had to um, with Nana obviously they had to paint gingerbread men with with pens that you know the sort of edible pen edible um, cookery pens um yeah so that was all I'd also made out of um some card that we got from old boxes from a supermarket we'd drawn and cut out sort of um characters from the story and they were interacting with the characters everything that we do is well as much as we possibly can is recycled so we'll have cardboard from supermarkets we have stuff that we have in our in our store cupboards it's it's nothing that's you know sort of out of the ordinary or it, it's all stuff that can be replicated at home when when nans and and um you know nans and the kids get a bit fed up they can make the play-doh or make the salt dough so yeah we do have themes and try to sort of make everything fit the themes
0: and do you have tea and biscuits i'm, I'm imagining that oh, you must have tea and biscuits at a nans group
1: oh my word we certainly do there was a riot almost this monday because i forgot the chocolate biscuits now these were i'm going to i'm going to shout out to aldi these were aldi biscuits they were the chocolate ones i'd like to say they were for the kids but no they were for the nans and i forgot them and i thought i was going to be hung by my thumbs and pelted with crayons because i'd forgotten them there was there was near riots or we do we love our cup of tea and um I also need to say to Kathy Lee from the Early Years Alliance, our cup of tea is done safely. Kids aren't anywhere near them. <laughs> it's all safe. And, um, yeah, oh, we love our tea, our tea and our coffee. And the kids love the, um, the we do flavoured water for the little ease and biscuits. And one of the little girls came up and asked me for an old McDonald biscuit. Oh, I was trying to rack my brains. It was a malted milk. Because there's a picture of a cow on it, and she calls it an um, an old McDonald biscuit, which I think is lovely. So yeah, we have that. That's kind of like oh. um, that's almost a sort of activity in itself, really. Us having, we sit down together and we chat and and we do pleases and thank yous, and it's it's really really lovely. And do you have story time as well? We do. We tend to do that at the beginning, really, um, to kind of give give the kids an indication as to what well and nuns obviously as to what's going on because at two and three you walk into a room and there may well be a big sort of cardboard cut out of a gingerbread man but you don't know what it's about and so we have to kind of guide them into it and, and sort of use the story as an explanation point. Then we do our stuff and we, then we come back a bit later and we do nursery rhymes and, and singing and, and we have some bubbles and we do dancing and my crazy, crazy mate, Fletch, uh, dances around with scarves and generally makes an egypt of herself, which is fantastic. She's such good fun and it's, it's just a really lovely, lovely time.
0: So um, where are you based and, and when do
1: you meet So we meet on Monday mornings from 9.30 till 11 and we're in the lovely um, Hampstead House that's West Heath Community Centre. I say lovely because I'm yet to meet a person who hasn't been helpful, who isn't just wonderful. It's like a proper family environment. They're lovely, lovely, lovely people. And we're just so lucky to have that, that venue um Anita the, the lady that we first um first contacted about setting up a group there has been so so helpful and she's such good fun and comes and has a pokes her head around the, the door and joins in with the nursery rhymes and stuff and she uh you know she she winds her bobbing up that one, Oh, that's lovely and uh, it's it's really great fantastic place yeah can't speak highly enough of it <laughs> And what's been
0: the reaction from nans and children coming to the group? Oh gosh,
1: nothing but support. They, they absolutely love it. Um, you know, th- there was there was one time that we had to uh, we we couldn't do a, a particular week, and they said that they went to other venues, and we were saying, you know, we were threatening them that they must come back or else we'd find them, you know, and um, and they were saying, oh no, we missed our group. They refer to it as our group, which is just. So lovely you know and they they are they're like friends we've we've all sort of we've really gelled it's so nice we've got lovely nans the kids are heavenly um and it's just it's just lovely to watch kind of the the, the spriting friendships that are happening between the children and and nan's swapping numbers and it, it's, it's just fantastic it's really lovely
0: so they've actually formed friendships that are, they're now meeting up outside of the group.
1: They have. It's it's absolutely lovely. Um, you know, it's it's so nice to see. Sort of as we wander around the room, but Fletcher and I wander around the room. You can see these little sort of conversations starting up, and and when I do, when I do my thing, or when we do our thing, we start singing. And they're talking. We say, hey, you know, come on. It's not just about you, you know. It's, I've, I've sat up all night writing this story. And we have a laugh. You know, it, it's absolutely great. And yeah, they they are. We're all sort of really forming lovely friendships.
0: So are granddads invited
1: too? They are. They most certainly are. I mean, if, I think it's, um, it's an indication of our, our generation that it, they are mainly nanas that, that come along. But granddads most certainly are. In fact, we had a granddad uh, who was the the husband he hadn't come on his own he was uh, he was accompanied by a by a, um, a nana who knew what she was doing and he got right into it you know he was doing the uh, the um, happy and you know it and he was dancing around and clapping with the bubbles and this sort of stuff so he was a very well-behaved granddad and we are going to allow him back so that's good we'd like to see more granddads we definitely would so has it been difficult to
0: set up a new playgroup amidst the COVID pandemic?
1: Yes and no, really. Um, there are obviously far more regulations that we need to abide by. There's been lots of uh, lots more risk concentration and emphasis on risk assessment. Um, things like Play-Doh that we make, we have to make every week because for, for obvious, obvious reasons, you know, we've had to be mindful of ventilation and stuff like that. One of the things that we did notice was that grandparents are very aware of the fact that social skills with their grandchildren are being affected by by lockdown and by the kind of the inability to access groups and stuff like that so that that was something that we that we addressed quite early on really um we are mindful we do make sure that our toys are scrupulously clean and, and as I say. We replace everything if if it's from, you know, if it's flour or cornflakes or something that we've been playing with, we throw it out and get new in. But in terms of, you know, are people available and wanting to come to us? Absolutely. Very aware and mindful of washing hands and that kind of stuff. But I think everybody's just really pleased to be in a position where they can they can chat and let the kids play it has impacted hugely. We can you can see that, you know, and um, I think people are generally more cautious. Ordinarily, it would be a case of, oh, it's a sniffle. But now we're all very mindful. Is that sniffle something more serious? And shall we keep away? And shall we not go as close as we would? That sort of thing. But but it's not been too bad. It's not it's not been too bad.
0: So we have questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm going to ask them of you now. Uh, So tell me, Tess, what are two things that you would tell your 18-year-old self if you had the chance?
1: Oh, crikey. Um, The first one might be, it's okay to be serious. You don't have to joke about everything. And the second one would be, wear the washing up gloves because crumbs, my hands really could have done with the washing up gloves.
0: <laughs> and what three things do you love to do every day? What gives you a great routine, a, a good start and end to the day?
1: Um, I love my cup of tea. I'm a big, I'm a big tea belly. Um, I do a lot of meditation. Actually, I really, really enjoy meditating, um, and crochet. I thoroughly enjoy crocheting something that surprisingly my daughter taught me how to do and I'd never ever thought I'm I'm not very good at anything like that. And it's something I really enjoy very much a case of, um, you know, I'm I'm sort of a, a, a very, very enthusiastic beginner, but I love it. And that's something I do every day. Uh, Sainsbury's do for the, for the end of the day. I take my makeup off, and Sainsbury's do a lovely nighttime drink that's, that's kind of like um, a herbaly. Oh, it's lovely. And I meditate, have a cup of tea, and meditate, and then I'm away. <laughs> oh, gosh, what a wonderfully exciting life I have. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely.
0: And what would be your advice to a new grandparent who's caring for their grandchild?
1: I think I would say to a new grandparent, oh, gosh, enjoy every minute. It goes too quickly, too quickly. Um, and it's and enjoy the experience, which is very new. Just enjoy it. It's wonderful, wonderful experience. And I never believed that. My best friend, Fletch, was uh, a grandparent before me. And I couldn't understand why we used to, if we went into shops, she'd hover around the baby clothes. What are you doing that for, for goodness sake? And she used to say, you wait, you wait. When you're a nan, you'll understand. And I thought, they're not my kids. It's somebody else's kids. I'm (laughs) like, oh, my gosh, did I? Was I not waiting for that? Total, total. It is like being shot with Cupid's arrow. Total love job. So, yeah, enjoy every minute, new nana.
0: Oh, that's lovely. I just really hope that by the time I'm a grandparent, you've got a whole franchise of stay and play, play
1: groups for nanas so that I can take my grandkids along. Oh, you'd be so welcome. You'd be so welcome. Get your hands into the flour and the cornflakes and the frozen peas.
0: <laughs> Is that something you'd like to do, to set up a franchise for
1: other, other nans across the UK? I would absolutely love to do that so that we could... So that we could sort of address the the isolation and 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 have something that's exclusively, you know, for, for grandparents. It's a super nan. There used to be there used to be a TV program in the eighties about um, super gran. I think, and I, I think we need to uh, we need to definitely have her as our mascot.
0: Oh yes, I remember that. Oh well, it's been lovely to talk to you today, Tess. Thank you so much, and I wish you lots of luck with the group.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Zoe. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you.
0: You can find out more about Tessie's playgroup on our Brummie Mummies Facebook page, on the Birmingham Live website, and via the Nana Made Me Facebook group. This is a laudable production brought to you by Brummie Mummies and Birmingham Live. You can download or stream the podcast on all major platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Be sure to follow our Brummie Mummies Facebook page for lots more family information. And whilst there, sign up to our free newsletter to make sure you never miss an episode. See you next time.